Train hard, live strong, family. What's going on, everyone? Yo, Coach Matt here, your host and owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. And today we have an outstanding guest speaker with such a powerful and crazy, inspirational, motivational story. His background and how he grew up, you know, where he was as a kid, the things he he's had to go through to to get to who he is today. Like things that would break people, things that would get people to quit, things that would make you second guess your dreams, your goals. He got through it. So his story is so incredible. What we did is we broke it up into two different parts, y'all. So today you're going to listen to part one of this amazing story. This episode is going to paint the picture, his entire background, what he's learned through self-experience, through just life overall, into who he is today. We dive in deep. We dive in deep on a lot of different things, mental stuff, especially within training, fitness, overall health, all the things that you grasp through life, how you can take a hardship and make it your strengths. He has an amazing quote he likes to go by, get better or get beat. Truly, we're going to break down the foundation of this inside of how he thinks. So today you're listening to part one, and next week we are going to drop part two, which goes in depth, in detail of all the little things to grab value from, from within, inside his story, inside his mindset, inside the way he thinks. Truly an amazing episode, y'all. But before we hop in, you know what I want to do? I want to share some announcements with y'all. If you are having trouble with drinking more water, staying hydrated, being hydrated is key through overall health, through life, through sports, performance. It's very crucial, super crucial to stay hydrated. And a lot of us don't stay hydrated. We don't like to even drink water. There's this amazing product, Liquid IV, okay? And with Liquid IV, we have partnered up with them to give all the amazing Train Hard Lift Strong podcast listeners an amazing discount. If you go, you can check out all their stuff. They got hydration stuff, energy stuff, immune stuff, all this incredible stuff to improve your overall health and get you to be at your peak performance level, y'all. Drinking one bottle of this is like drinking four water bottles, five water bottles to extra hydrate yourself. Super incredible stuff. I drink it on the daily just because of all the intense training I do with boot camps, with online programming, all this incredible stuff. I got to stay hydrated. And plus, I live in freaking Houston. So damn humid over here. But if you use promo code TRAINHARD, you will save 25% off your purchase of anything you get at liquidiv.com. All right. And also, too, if you're struggling if you're struggling right now with finding workouts to do, if you want to, you know, try different things, maybe you're traveling and you're going from place to place or, you know, you're business traveling, family traveling, whatever it is, or maybe you just don't want to go to a gym yet because of COVID and you just don't want to be around all that because maybe you have self or uh, gym intimidation or you just don't want to be around germs in the gym. If you want to work out from home or try some nice high-intensive interval training, go ahead and head over to my YouTube channel for some free workouts, 20-minute home hit workouts, 30-minute home hit workouts, boxing, kickboxing, all the cool stuff. Matthew Fitness Trainer is my YouTube channel. And also, I have exclusive workouts as well. If you go to hityourgoals.vhx.tv, H-I-I-T-Y-O-U-R-G-O-A-L-S.vhx.tv, we have exclusive videos there. Right now, we have a 10-minute ab, five-day series, and we are also bringing more more incredible stuff to athleticbeingstraining.com, which is going to give so much more value to your training, your transformation, your performance, and all the amazing stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's hop into part one of this series that we got with the amazing Poppy Liver. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here, and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong podcast, where we bring on the top fitness pros 
top fitness influencers, motivational speakers, and people who have gone through dramatic transformations. And we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode here on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. Yo, we have an amazing guest speaker on the show today. Amazing background story. So I'm excited to share with you all. Poppy Livers. Hey, what's up, Poppy? How you doing? How you guys doing, man? <laughs> hey, we're good over here, brother. So, uh, so you are currently where right now? I am currently in Utah. <laughs> Utah, that's, that's right. Do you, and you, are you in Salt Lake City or... So we are about 35, 40 minutes outside of Salt Lake North. We're in Ogden, so. Oh, okay. Is it nice right now? Um, it's pretty nice. It was actually the coldest morning that it's been, so I'm like, uh-oh. The season's <laughs> just changing, so I'm trying yeah, to get yeah. ready for it. <laughs> I was out walking my dog, and I was like, oh, man, let me go throw some layers on. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been over here to, uh, to Texas at all? Anywhere like Houston, Austin, Dallas? Texas, Texas, Texas. Yes, I've been to Houston. Um, Ooh, only nice. for a couple of days, though. I was just passing through when I was driving, uh, actually, from college back to California. <laughs> okay. All right. Sweet, man. All right. So I'm super excited to jump in this episode with you, bro. I'm excited to hear more of your background story. So for everyone right now listening, current listeners, future listeners, like who don't know who you are, can you give like a nice little background story about how you got to who you are today, man? Man, where to start? Where to start? Uh, so I grew up in a small town um, called Seaside, California. Um, I was raised with a single mom. She had a boyfriend and he had a son. My drive for just competing and playing sports kind of allowed me to stay away from, you know, drugs and getting into gangs and all the stuff that was uh, evolving around me at a young age. Um, And I always tell people this every time I talk. We had a boys and girls club in our city and it was literally five minutes from my house. and And it literally saved my life because every day all I wanted to do after school was go to the boys and girls club and play any sport and just and just win every time still the baking <laughs> kickball wiffle ball i don't care what it tic-tac-toe <laughs> i wanted to win like it didn't matter what right. it was so um so yeah so i grew up in seaside uh going to the board and girls club playing sports um didn't really have a lot of money in our household so um being able to play travel sports and do all that other stuff i was kind of blessed with coaches that seen talent in me that i didn't really see in myself at the time because i'm so young i'm just playing the game but um right. coaches would call my mom and say, hey, we want your son playing, you know, travel basketball with us or going with us to pump, pass, and kick competitions. And my mom's like, uh, that would be great, but we can't afford it. But um, they would say, don't worry about it. We're calling because we're letting you know we, we'll take care of it. So, again, like I said, it, it pretty awesome. much saved my life, and I was blessed to have good people around me to keep me out of the streets and, you know, away from the stuff that some of my friends got involved in at a young age. Um, but the biggest thing that happened to me at a young age at 14 is my mom ended up leaving and um again i talk about it all the time and the more and more i talk about it it's easier for me to talk about it without getting all crazy emotional but at 14 my mom decided to go to utah which is where i'm at now mm-hmm. and um i yeah, i was gonna do i just finished my freshman year in high school um i was mvp playing at on the jv level getting ready to play varsity the next year and it was during the same time my mom decided to go to utah so i was left kind of like homeless i didn't know what i was gonna do and 
thankfully my quarterback in high school and his family they had two he had two twin sisters they offered me to come live with them so what I ended up doing was I decided to you know go stay with them I ended up living with them for about three years but I was like in high school I was bouncing around like I'm living with this family but it, it was it, you know it was kind of weird for me it wasn't my family right. so you know I was I was spending the night at friends houses during school nights and just you know I was kind of you know I was couch surfing that's what I call it I was you know right. going from couch to couch and just you know trying to find my way um ended up going there and uh succeeding and um I'm trying to think so an- another you know big thing that was tough for me was just the drastic change. Like I said in the beginning, like I went from an area where, you know, Mexicans and blacks didn't get along and I couldn't wear and I couldn't be out past, you know, a certain time. So I went from living there and then I went from living to where I went to dinner and I was having $72 steak on my plate, you know? So it was kind of like, it it was a culture shock. I I went from, you know, top ramen and, you know, TV dinners to gourmet. And it was just like, whoa, you know, Weird. so I had to grow up fast, and um, I think it just it helped me along my journey. So, um, but I ended up excelling. I went to St. Francis in Mountain View. Um, my senior year, I was a senior wide receiver of the year, and I, you know, I got all these awards, and that's kind of like what I went to that school for: better education, better opportunity for college. Mm-hmm. And um, but I had no scholarships, no offers. Um, I'm not a big dude. I'm only five seven, about 170 pounds. So my quarterback ended up signing to San Diego. Some other people went to San Jose State and different schools around the area. And I was just left like with nowhere to go. And it didn't make sense because I, you know, I was, a re- I was a senior receiver of the year, getting all these awards. We went to the mm-hmm. state championship and we ended up losing by four, but no offer. So then I was stuck again. Like, what do I do? Where do I go? And um, my uncle, uh, Maurice Mann, you know, he ended up taking me under his wings. And after I graduated high school, um, he was playing for the Dolphins at the time, and he flew me to Miami. And, and here I am, you know, 18 years old, no money, don't know what I'm doing. Um, and I'm here with my uncle who's playing in the NFL. And then we, we just start training, <laughs> just started training. He's like, we don't, we don't know, we don't know what's going to happen or where you're going to go, <laughs> but we do know one thing: you're going to get better while you're under, you know, this roof. So there we go. Um, we, we ended up training. I ended up training with, you know, rookie DBs in the NFL high school kids that were playing college kids that were playing just around the Miami area, you know, um, during that summertime, you know, me looking for somewhere to go, um, still no offer. So I ended up going to prep school. (laughs) So my prep school, I went from California and I went all the way to, um, Pennsylvania where we just, you know, my wife and I just moved from, and I went to Mm -hmm. Valley Forge military Academy. Um, so here again, I didn't go to a military Academy because I was a bad kid or I needed discipline. Um, I went there because I wanted, you know, more opportunities for me to, you know, play at the highest level. Um, so as I went there, again, number one prep school in the country, we won every game undefeated. The, the, the number one undefeated team, the last team to do that was like Larry Fitzgerald, they said, when he went there. So, Damn. <laughs> yeah, so we were undefeated, got a ring. I was the number one receiver in the league, still no offers, right? So I'm just like, man, like, what am I doing wrong? So then I, then I start getting my head. I'm thinking I'm not good enough or I'm not, you know, I keep hearing the size thing and you're not fast enough and this and that. But I'm like, if I'm not fast enough, why can't no one, you know, stop me on the field? If I, <laughs> if I can't catch, why, why am I? Yeah. Why most catches there you know so it was a lot of my you know mind games and stuff and then finally i decided to walk on at villanova and this is where it really starts getting interesting because i had no i had nowhere to go you know in high school no home i mean i was fortunate to have my teammates and the family that took me in i love them and i talk to them religiously like every week but awesome. um so now it's like man i'm going to college and i have a room 
I have a bed finally, and I just have somewhere that I know where I'm going to be always, right? So right. first day I get to campus, I'm like, this is going to be great. I get called out <laughs> by the strength conditioning coach, and I'm like, uh, I'm just sitting there in a, in a room full of everybody. So just imagine this. like, yeah. I don't know what grade. I don't know who's on scholarship. No one knows who's on scholarship. The, the strength conditioning coach comes in, and he says, yo, do we have a Poppy Libras in here? And I, you know, I raise my hand, obviously. I'm, oh, that's me, sir. <laughs> and he goes, um, he, he goes, he goes, stand up, you know? So I'm like, all right. So, you know, I stand up and I'm looking around and he was like, first words out of his mouth, I promise you. And excuse my language, but he goes, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> and, and, and that, and that's my reaction. I started laughing and, and I was kind of like scared and nervous, you know, he's calling right. me out in front of everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm a freshman, you know? So I didn't know what was going on. He's like, but who do you think you are? And he goes, um, what's this rumor going around saying that? And I don't know who said it. And I still don't know to this day, but there was a rumor going around saying that I said, if everyone worked as hard as me, that Villanova will be champions every year. Right. So this is right. a slap in the face to him. This is a slap in the face to the program. This is a slap yeah. in the face to the coaches. And I'm like, why would, why would I say that? I'm a walk on. Like I'm trying to earn my, you know, my keeps here. So yeah. Anyways, that's the first day. I'm freaking out. I ended up calling uh, my mom. Again, she was in Utah. I'm crying. I'm like, Mom, I don't want to be here. No one likes me. Uh, linebackers were coming to my room trying to fight me and DB talking mess to me because they're hearing all this stuff. They're... So it was just a lot of mess. So Damn. then uh, she just tells me, like, hey, stick it out for a week, please. Just whatever you do, stick it out for a week. Just give it a shot, right? So I was like, all right, you know what? I wanted to play D1. I didn't want – like, and that was another thing. My uncle didn't want me playing D2. He didn't want me going the junior college route because I could have got hurt, could have got lost. Anything right. could have happened, right? So um, so I'm here. She said, stick it out for a week. And I said, okay, right? Wipe the tears. I'm like, all right, I'm good. I got this. Let's go, let's go. Next day, next day, walk into the locker room. My locker is the first locker by the door, right? I'm from California. I'm used to the warm weather. I'm used to, you know, so so then I'm hearing people, oh, they put you by the first door. Uh, that sucks because in the winter it's going to get cold, all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. All the teammates were bringing me their loops. I got to bring everyone's things to laundry. Everyone was, like, hating on me, right? But the next day, strength conditioning coach comes in again. He's like, Poppy. I'm like, how's it going, sir? I'm like, don't even have my cleats on. He's like, he's like, meet me outside. I was like, all right, let me put my cleats on. He said, no, meet me right now. And I'm like. I'm like, all right, here we go. Yeah, heart's so beating already. Again, so we go outside again, and he just looks at me and he said, "Listen, man, I don't, I don't know if you said it. I don't." He said, "I don't even care anymore." He said, "You better just show up today, and you better not fucking give up." That's what he told me. So, and I was like, you know what? I said, I said, okay, sir. He said, I'm serious. Do not give up. I said, okay. And I knew it was a strong man. Everyone kept talking about it, pushing sleds and freaking hundred pound sandbags of, you know, just a big crap day. But I knew <laughs> that my uncle has prepared me for this moment. Right. right I right. knew that he prepared me for anything that anyone would throw at me. Like I'm saying, like we were training three times a day. He would wake me up at two in the morning to go to the gym. He's Hell like, get yeah. up. We're, we're getting up. We're going to train. So I'm like, all right. So I knew like kind of in my head, like, like even if it was the toughest thing in the world, I wouldn't give up. I knew that. I knew that I, I didn't have like the give up bone in my body. So I was like, I'm going to get through it. Whether I throw up, whether I finish before, like later than everybody, it don't matter. I'm going to finish. So right. anyways, we go through the day. I don't, I don't give up. I don't finish. I don't even throw up. A lot of guys were throwing up, but I, I was ready. You know, I was in shape. I wasn't the strongest. Again, I'm only five seven one seventy. but right. he, um, he said, you, good job. I'll see you tomorrow. So then it, the, uh, the, Time went on. Uh, we ended up getting on the field. And once we got on the field, that's kind of like 
when things started turning for me. You know, I was a walk-on, and and I forgot to mention that one of the coaches did come up to me after the same meeting where he just chewed me out and, and laughed at me and said, he's like, man, you're never going to play here. Oh, and I'm shit. like, I'm like, what? Like, he's like, you're never going to play here. I'm like, what do you, what, I mean, what do you mean? He's like, you're just too small, man. You're going to get hurt, you know? And whether he was joking or not, I took it personal. Yeah, right? hell so yeah. He's like, you're, you're too small. You're going to get hurt, man. I'm like, what? Like, there's other guys the same size as me. Scholarship guys, same size as me. What are you talking right. about, right? So, yeah. anyways, the week goes on. We finally get on the field, and that's when things start turning. Like, again, I've been training with my uncle who played in the NFL, and it doesn't matter that he was in the NFL. I'm just training with someone who I knew can get me to where I needed to be. He could have yes. been playing in college. It doesn't matter. But he was pushing me to a level that – had me prepared for when I got on the field. And once I got on the field, instead of being in my head, I'm like, man, like I can do this. Right. Like I've been listening to these coaches and not getting scholarships and, you know, winning these awards and, you know, not having anywhere to go. But like, once I got on the field in college, I was like, you know what? Like I'm a man, he's a man. He's putting on the same cleats that I'm putting on, like Uh the same pad, but now it's time to line it up. And now it's time to, you know, the, the work shows for itself right so like yes. you know i started competing and and, and then i started kind of like going up in the ranks my freshman year i ended up playing two games as as a walk-on no one knows i'm a walk-on at this time um you know my roommate starts hating me because he's a senior receiver and you know i i get it. it's competitive but like we're all here for one thing and that's to win and if yep. i'm you know doing better than you then you gotta get better to get beat right like yeah, that's exactly just, <laughs> that's just kind of like how i roll so anyways <laughs> Um, he has, a, and speaking of my roommate, he, he has a very good respect for me now. We talk all the time and he loves the drive that I have. But anyway, so good, going into good. my sophomore year, going into my sophomore year, um, that's when things really hit, you know, home for me because we ended up playing at Georgia State. I forgot what game it was, maybe the third or fourth game. Mm. Um, I'm the punt returner now as a sophomore, still a walk on. They put me back there. Boom. I caught one in the Georgia Dome, ran it back for 67 yards, right? No one has done this in 32 years under the head coach. And, and like, and I thought it was crazy. The same thing. I thought it was crazy. Brian Westbrook went to Villanova, Matt yeah. Caesar, Brian Finner, and all these like big time guys. And they never ran one back. Right. So I'm just like, man, this is huge. And um, the season goes on. I ended up getting in a little bit at receiver. I really wanted to play receiver. Like that's where I was there for slot receiver. And mm-hmm. I love returning too. like, that's a specialty of mine, yep. but um, it didn't happen that year. But after that season, we went into camp and again, like, I had that punt return and then I, you know, I got in a little bit. So my, you know, the momentum was building, my confidence was getting, you know, a little bit built up. And then finally after that camp coach calls me in his office and he's like, you know, man, take a seat. And I'm like, Oh crap. What's going on? What's going on now? What else? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, man, what did I do now? Right. Like that's in my mind. And he's like, he's like, how you feeling? I'm like, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm good coach. What's going on? He goes, he's like, congratulations. He's like, you earned it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you earned yourself a scholarship. And I thought he was joking. I was like, coach, shut up. He, I was like, seriously? He's like, man, you earned yourself a scholarship. And um, I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to be the first one to tell you. And, you know, I was freaking out, man. I cried, called my mom. I usually cry telling this story. But again, I'm getting better at <laughs> telling there you go. without getting so emotional. But um, he ended up giving me a scholarship. I called everybody I knew in my address book. Yo, man, I got a scholarship. Boom, boom. I was going crazy. And then I, I want to say like two, three hours later, all my teammates like were coming to my room and saying congratulations. And they were like, bro, we didn't even know you weren't on scholarship. And that's and that's my whole point of like in the beginning of the story, like it, no one knows who's on scholarship. No one knows where you came from. No one cares. Everyone just wants to win a championship. Right. So like but it was so nice to know that 
all the hard work that I've been, you know, putting in has finally kind of starting to pay off. But even though I got that scholarship, it still felt like I wasn't where I still wanted to be because I felt like I needed one as a freshman. So like I kind of like carried I like another one of the the mottos and sayings that I say is I live my life like a walk on, you know, so like (laughs) and like and the reason I say that is because I was put in a group of walk-ons when I was at Villanova and like nothing again. And again, I didn't say what they thought I said in the beginning, but the walk-ons just trained with a different chip on their shoulder. You know what I mean? And like, and, and, and I loved all the walk-on like the crew, but like, I just felt like I wasn't supposed to be there. And it just made me work super hard and just like, just hate everyone else. I'm like, screw it, man. Walk on scholarship player. Don't matter if you're in my way then get That's out it. of my way, right? Yeah, so it yeah. was just like this mentality I built up. So after they gave me my scholarship, my junior year, I, you know, I was starting at receiver at this point. Um, I had, you know, a few touchdowns, nothing crazy. Um, uh, but, but it, you know, it set me up for a good senior year. So going into my senior year, you know, they ended up going to name captains in little do you know, 5'7", 170. Uh, the guy that you said couldn't play freshman year, you yeah. just named captain. So now I'm, 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 through the roof like i'm like you told me i couldn't play you cursed me out you told me i'll never play i'm too small but now the 5'7 170 you know pound or well, actually not even 170 i was about 158 in college right oh now you damn me, now you just named me captain right uh-huh. so now now my brain is all over the place i'm like wait a minute i went from walk on to not being able to play to starting to running a punt back and now you name me captain and like again another big moment for me i cried I was freaking out, right? I'm like, holy yeah. crap, this is crazy. Like, I just never, again, I kept having people tell me no and no, and you're too small, and you're not fast enough, this, this, and that. So for this to happen, it was just a huge moment. I'm like, man, I walked on this D- D1 program, and, and I had all the odds against me, it seemed like, but I thought mm. I did what I needed to do, but I apparently I didn't. But now you you, you awarded me with captain. It, it, it felt great, right? Mm. But again, I still kept that walk-on mentality, chip on my shoulder and, and it don't leave it just stays it, there it, it, i have it still to this day like just yeah. talking about it makes me mad <laughs> like, like like after, after it, this we're gonna train after this <laughs> i'm like man let's go and i already worked out twice today i'm ready again. let's go so <laughs> yeah. anyway but um so but anyway so going into that like i said i, I kept that walk on mentality um but like again everything paid off because my sophomore junior year and mm-hmm. and I promise you you can ask my my receivers coach to this day the the uh strength and conditioning coach who I talk to still to this day like I was the first one on the field from my sophomore year to my senior year the first one like probably every day and not because I was trying to kiss up to anybody not because I was trying to you know outwork anybody that's just who i was right but like my teammates they they made fun of me for it right like i'll be in the locker room and we'll have 30 minutes till practice and pop hey man there's 30 minutes why aren't you on the field yet yeah yeah catching (laughs) you should be catching off the the lobster machine catching tennis balls and you should be doing this you know they they made fun of me right they're joking Uh about it until i got till they named me captain then it wasn't funny no more Right, right. right. So like you, you were making fun of me for being the first one on the field because that's who I was, and that, like I want to, like I got ready for practice a certain way. I didn't like to sleep before practice. I want to yeah. get on the field. I want to warm up because I'm gonna be running the whole time. And I, and even though I'm a, you know, a scholarship, I'm not a scholarship guy, but now I am. I still feel like I got something to prove. Yes. So that's just who I was. So once they named me captain, all that, oh, first one on the field, all that went out the door because now they're like, oh shit, he's our captain, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it felt great, but I, I still kept that chip on my shoulder. Going into my senior year, first game of the season, 
Back there, Syracuse, boom, Carrier Dome, third quarter, ran another punt back. Sports Center, top 10, number two, right? And this, mm-hmm. and this is, again, it, it just, now, more and more I talk about it, it's just like all the no, all the negativity, all this. And now my senior year, I'm catching a punt, I'm scoring touchdowns, I'm running it, I'm getting on Sports Center, top 10, number two, the, the guy you said couldn't do this stuff. Now you rely on me, right? And like, yeah. and, and I'm going to be there for you because that's who I am. But it was just like, I had to like find the confidence within myself because no one else had it in me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So once I ran that pump back, man, I was on a high. We ended up losing in double overtime to Syracuse, 27-26. Double overtime. Over. But, but, in my, but in my head, we won that game. Because yes. just from everything, I, I was like, man, I don't care about that missed field goal. We did everything we needed to do. But, you know, loss is loss, one point, half point, don't matter. But going yeah, into right. the next game, had another punt 25 yards after that game. No one's no one was punting it to me anymore. Um, but <laughs> I still excel. I, then I, then I excelled that receiver. You know, I ended there up having go. 10, 11 touchdowns, thousand yards receiving, and just dominating my senior year. And mm-hmm. um, NFL team started asking about me. Um, the 49ers called me while I was eating sushi one day with uh, me and uh, the best man from my wedding, actually, which was my teammate from college. And they brought me in for a private pro day. So I, uh-huh. uh, I was, he's like, can you get down here? I said, I'll be there tomorrow if I have to, <laughs> you know, yeah. cause like, again, this is, this is, this is something I didn't really think about until like, you know, until I knew in my heart that I can do it, you know, I needed, yeah. I needed to find the confidence within myself since no one else really, you know, had that confidence in me. But my, I mean, my, my, my receiving coach, man, if it wasn't for him who believed in me and let me be in there when, you know, people were talking, saying stuff about me like I wouldn't you know just having a little bit of people in your corner like like my wife you know my receivers coach my uncle you know the special teams coach who believed to put me back there at punt return for being a walk-on like those little people like helped build my confidence but but at the end of the day it had to be me because they can't you know they can't be back there and run the punt back for me they can't be back there and run routes for me you know so yes yes once I found it within myself then that's when you know things started you know really going uphill for me I ended up going to the Niners and they ended up letting me go the next day. Um, but it was just a great experience, man, to be there and just, you know, achieve something that no one thought that I can do. Um, so I ended up going after the 49ers. I ended up uh, going back to Philly, finding a job in the gym, not really knowing what I was doing, still training because I wanted to see if another team would bring me in. No one really brought me in. So I ended up driving my car from PA all the way to California for the first time by myself, 44 hours just to go back with my uncle to train. So like when I, when I, when I didn't have nothing to do and I couldn't find an outlet, I always went back to training and grinding. So um, I ended up, you know, moving back with him um, and training and I started doing landscaping, something that I really didn't want to do, but Uh um, I was doing it just to have some money in my pocket. And um, after that Germany, Germany contacted me from Facebook and I'm like, I'm never really on Facebook. And I'm like, what is this? Like German, I'm like football in Germany. And I'm like, and then Spain contacting me and I'm like, Spain. Football oh, Spain. damn. So I'm like, I'm like, what is this? I looked at it. I opened it. I looked at it real quick. I kind of let it go. And I was just still trying to figure out my life, what I was going to do. So I was like, you know what, man, let me look at this again. I looked at it again. I read between the lines and it said, Hey man, we'll send you out here. We'll pay for your flight. We'll pay you X amount of money, which was not too, too much. We'll give you a car and we'll give you a place to sleep. And I was like, wait a minute. You know, I'm torn. Uh, you know, I'm in my you know young twenties. I don't know what I'm gonna do with like right now. I knew I didn't want to do landscaping, so I was like, you know what? Let me take this opportunity. 
nice. and see what they're talking about. So I was like, I, I contacted, I don't know why I picked Germany over Spain, but I ended up picking Germany. <laughs> and I told him, <laughs> I said, hey, coach, like, I, I'd really love to take this opportunity. And he was like, when can you be here? I said, as soon as tomorrow, if you want. And he was like, we'll send you out next week. I said, sounds great. So fast forwarding, ended up going to Germany, got off the plane. Couldn't read a sign, didn't know where I was, but I was like, man, I'm here for one thing, and that's to play football, right? So yeah. ended up going out there playing football since I – so they lost one game before I got there. Once I got there, didn't lose a single game. We went undefeated, won the championship. Um, halfway through my season out there, I ended up meeting my wife, which you got to talk to, Antonia uh, Livers. That's and, how you uh, met. That's cool. So that's that's how, cool. So that's how we met. I ended up meeting her. And again, it was, it was, it was fast, man. Um, I ended up meeting her. We ended up spending three and a half months together every day. And the last game of my season, I, I was telling people, I was like, man, it's weird. It's kind of like a freaking like fairy tale or something. Like I'm, I'm flying overseas. Um, I, I don't know the language. I, yeah. you know, I'm trying to communicate with people. Luckily, most people speak English if they yep. were, if they weren't too shy, but, um, so I ended up, you know, spending time with her every day, my last game of the season. And the reason I say it was a fairy tale is because I knew I was going to propose in three and a half months. And it was crazy. And I know people call me crazy until they see where we're at today. But I just knew for some reason in my heart, like, she's the one. Like, I'm in a different country. Like, we're so, like, we're so much alike. And I just couldn't believe it at the time. I was, like, mind blown that I can be so connected to someone across the world. Right? So um, I ended up proposing. My last game of the season, I had the last touchdown of the game. And I knew that once that once it was over, I was like, oh, it's time. So I ended up taking the <laughs> mic. We still have the video. I took the mic. I told everyone, thank you for having me out here in Germany. We won the championship game. And I ended up calling her down and saying, like, this is my girlfriend. I, you know, I met her out here in Germany and just saying thank you to everyone. Thank you to her for being there for me. Got on one knee and, you know, asked her to spend the rest of her life with me. And Dang. crazy as I am, she said, yeah. So <laughs> show you how crazy she is. So <laughs> Right, right. That's crazy, so man. Then, um, the season was over and I had, I had some options, man. I, I had, you know, either going, you know, back to America and, you know, landscaping and, you know, figuring life out. Or yeah. I had, um, the opportunity to go moving with her and, you know, see where things can really go. And like, I mean, since I proposed, I said, is it okay if I move in? And she said, yeah. And, you know, I was always told that you never know someone until you live with them. So I ended there up moving is. in. Yeah. I ended up moving in. And, uh, three months later, um, between those three months, okay. um, the Philadelphia soul, a pro arena team out in Philly contacted me. And, um, I told her, I said, Hey, I got this opportunity to go play arena ball in America and she said, if you make the team, I'll move to America. And I said, what? I was like, man, if that isn't motivation enough, I said, I contacted Ride or die. I said, yo, man. I said, yo, I'll be there. So um, I think like we, we gave it like a couple weeks and then I ended up flying out to America, going three days later to the tryout. And um, I ended up making it to the end. Like they cut people down. Like there's like 250 guys and I was down to the last literally down to the last guy, but there was like mm. three guys left. And then they wanted to see me running routes at the end. And um, they said, Hey man, you, you did a great job today. We'll be in touch. Um, so from there, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't have nowhere to go. I'm in PA at this time. Um, luckily I met a family that I met through a friend at the time and um, they let me come live with them. And again, like I oh, said, wow. I've been blessed with, I've been blessed with people, you know, allowing me into their homes and, um, you know, trust in me, you know, not that I don't think I'm trustworthy or not, but it's just, I'm, I'm just thankful for it because the, yeah, this absolutely. family, 
this family is a family that, you know, they have two girls, two boys. They already have a lot going on. Yeah. But to allow me into their house and, you know, they had a... Um, they had a house where it had like two separate living rooms, but they ended up building a door in their living room and um, saying like, when Poppy's home, like no one goes in the living room, let him, you know, be in there. And wow. so at the, t- yeah. So very great family, the Shays. Um, I'm actually probably going to go see them in a couple weeks, but um, how awesome. anyways, so I'm living with them, not knowing what I'm going to do. I ended up taking a job at enterprise cause I couldn't just be sitting around. So I was working at enterprise training trying to figure out like is a soul going to contact me but i knew i couldn't wait right so i just right. went back to training and you know just waiting for an opportunity and then a month into my job with the enterprise they called me and said hey we're bringing you into camp and i was like man finally like this is the break i was waiting for so they brought me into <laughs> camp and they said just because you're in camp they told all of us just because you're in camp doesn't mean you're going to make the team and i was like man I, I flew out here from Germany and I have no choice. My my fiance said, if I make this team, she's coming to America. So I was yeah. like, I need to make this damn team. I don't yes. care what I have to do. So ended up going to camp, excelling. They uh, signed me. And three months later, after they signed me, that's when my wife moved out to America. And I ended up getting us our first place together. And it was a, it was a shithole, but it was a <laughs> it's all good. Listen, I was doing whatever I could at the time. So <laughs> there you go, ended man. Up, <laughs> ended up getting us our first place, and I was playing with them for 2017. We ended up, um, I think, did we? Uh, I think we were undefeated my 2017 year with the Soul. Okay. Won another championship. I'm like, man, all these, and, and, and it brings me back to all these years. Like people telling me, no, 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 and I'm like on my third ring right now. I'm like, this yeah. is my third championship ring. What are you talking? Hey. Again, so. Oh, and I, man, and sorry to, to cut, you know, stories, but I forgot after my senior year, we had an award assembly at the award assembly. And, and I know this is all off track, but I'm, I remember <laughs> the coach that told me, Hey, did you say that, you know, yeah, yeah. if we worked as hard as you, then we'll be champions every year. So right. that coach comes back up to me my senior year and he's like, pop, puts his hand on my shoulder. And he's like, he's like, He's like, yo, man, he's like, you had a hell of a career here. I'm proud of you and all the stuff that you, you know, you, you accomplished here, like you deserve it. Right. And I was like, I appreciate it, coach. And he goes, he goes, but I got to know one thing. (laughs) And I was like, what's up, coach? He said, your freshman year, when we chewed your ass out, did you really say if we worked as hard as you, that we'd be champions every year? Mm. And I looked at him and I said, coach. Till this day, I promise you, I'm a man of my word. I don't know who said it, and I didn't say it, right? And he puts his hand on my shoulder, and he says, I wish you fucking said it. Because if everyone worked as hard as you, yeah, yeah. you'd be champions every year. And I was like, oh, there my you go. God. You know, so it was just something. I feel like it's something that I had to go through. But he literally looked me in my face and said, if everyone worked as hard as you, we'd be champions every year. I wish mm. you said it. That's and good. I was like, man, I, and, and, and for me, it was better than not saying it at that moment. So, right, right, that's right. That's a huge part of the story that I forgot to mention. Man, anyway, man, that's crazy. Off. That's so funny, bro. That's crazy how that stuff kind of correlated together. It it was it was insane. Like I just couldn't believe it, and, and I was just like, man, like. So I didn't say that, but you wish I said it because now you see how hard I work. Because <laughs> I know? proved so, it. I proved that the rumor is true. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it, it was it was crazy. But anyways. Going back to, you know, living in America, winning a championship 2017. Right. And, uh, after that season, I ended up getting a job. And then uh, they signed me again in 2018. 
um, played that season. And then the following season, they ended up folding the league. So then I got into the fitness industry and um, me and my wife started working at the same gym, but different locations because we didn't want to like be on top of each other. Um, And then I had six months later, I had the opportunity to go work at one of the top gyms in New York. So again, if like through my story, you can tell I'm like a, a guy that just, you know, if I have an opportunity and it sounds good, I'm gonna go take it. I'm gonna take it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it goes. So I, I'm, I'm that kind of guy. And I took that opportunity, um, ended up doing really well there, um, ended up, you know, getting more involved with my brand and then COVID hit <laughs> and then, uh, oh. we were living in, yeah. And then we were living in Jersey at the time and me and my wife said, you know, the, you know, the world's changing. So maybe, maybe it's time for us to make a change. We weren't working in the gym anymore. I wasn't going up to New York from New Jersey anymore. So I said, let's, let's just go to, she, well, really, she wanted to move to Utah. And I was like, man, Utah, like, I don't really want to go to Utah. (laughs) At all places. (laughs) At all places. But she loves the nature and the lakes. And now that I'm here, I appreciate it. It's beautiful. out here, And I love, like now everywhere I go, if there's no mountains, I think it's weird. (laughs) It's so weird when I see just flat land, but um, I'm happy that we're here, but we, we ended up going, you know, we drove her car 35 hours down. I ended up, we ended up flying back and then we got my car put on a U-Haul, drove another 35 down. Oh my puppy. God. Like, we were just traveling during COVID and it was just like another moment. Like, yo, yeah, get better, get beat. We got, we got to make this happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so crazy. That, I know you told me to, you know, you know, make the story, the story short, but that's kind of like the short version of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, kinda, I like it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's history, man. It's a part of your life, and and uh, it's big, bro. It's big, and and people like you that have these amazing stories, man. They need to be said, bro. They need to be put into detail, you know. And uh, yeah, and you took us through that whole the whole, everything. You took us through everything. So now we have that picture that that created who you are today, which is is outstanding, bro. And yeah. and a lot of what you said, your story, people are gonna grab a lot of amazing stuff from it, man. Like. You know, a lot of us always say, why us or why me or like this yeah. is supposed to be what it is for me. Like, and there's been plenty of times, I'm pretty sure in your career where you, you know, were like, well, damn, like, how come this can't just work out like I was supposed to be like, why can't it be times. like this? Right. <laughs> and people, people take that and they quit. So it's good that, that you said that story and you brought everything to light because it, it's powerful, man. It's powerful. But for sure, one thing that we, that I find fascinating with you, bro, is, is that quote you say, and you said it a lot within your story, which is like, I know it's true to you, bro. I know it's like, it beats with your heart for sure, but get better or get beat, man. I think as soon as I saw that, I was like, yo, that's so dope. Cause it's so true. <laughs> but when did that kind of, when did that come to you? When did that like come into, into light with, within your career, within your life? Um, again, it goes, it goes back to, you know, something that you, you, you touched upon and just the confidence in me always, I've always questioned myself, man. And and, and it wasn't because, and again, people may see me on social media and, you know, see how I am and think that, you know, I'm, you know, super, you know, I just got it going on, but I don't, you know, I'm human (laughs) just like anybody else. And I am, you know, uh, I'm I'm always in my head. I'm, I'm a thinker. I think a lot. And when someone tells me something, like, I, I usually take it with a grain of salt. But, like, when, like throughout my story, if you couldn't tell, like, people were telling me stuff. And it was, like, it was kind of true. Like, like hey, man, you're not going to be able to play in college. You're too small. I didn't get any scholarship offers. I didn't have no one looking at me. So maybe these guys are right. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I went to a prep school, you know, number one team. And, you know, all these schools came to see me. You know, you're too small. So everyone that used to tell me that stuff, I'm like, dang, like. Maybe these, maybe these people are right. Maybe I can't do this. I don't know why I'm winning championships and I'm, you know, getting these awards, but you know, I'm not getting 
that ultimate goal that I wanted to. And that was, you know, a scholarship and playing at, you know, top level football. So I think that get better or get beat kind of really sunk in. And like, I, like, again, man, I bleed it. I live it every day. And I just like, when people train with me, they can feel it. And my energy, I'm just like, there's nothing, man, like through the story and through the stuff, moving out at 14 and just accomplishing some of the things that I've accomplished and I'm nowhere where I want to be still, but once I found confidence within myself, I don't care what no one says anymore, you know, yes, like, and that, yes. and that was tough though, for me, it was tough for me because you look in social media, people, you know, people, man, I get all kind of messages today. Like yeah. this guy's doing backflips. He's not going to have knees at 35. And now I laugh because it's like, man, I'll be doing backflips till I'm 45. If I can't right. like, <laughs> why does it matter? You know? So, but <laughs> I think it, I, again, it goes along with the story and like, I, like if I didn't build that confidence within myself, that stuff would have bothered me. You know what yes. people would say yes. here and there. But now I'm just like, bro, no one's paying you to hate on me, but if you want to do it for free, go ahead. You know, go right ahead. exactly, <laughs> so, man. So now it's just like, but once I, again, it, it was, it was when I found that confidence once I got into college and once I knew that I can play here and I knew that I compete, I can compete with the other guys on the team that 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 mentality just kind of like sank in and, and I was like man like if you ain't getting better I will and and my coach <laughs> told me like I said he said he said listen I don't care if you're black white 5262 if you work hard he took me in the office and said if you work hard I don't care what none of these coaches say about you mm. I'm going to play you you know and and he was a man of his word and that's why I said my my receivers coach to this day was like a father figure to me since I really didn't I didn't have one growing up right so right once he told me that and he believed in me, it was a, that little bit of belief that I needed to help me excel. But then it just helped me get to where, you know, I could find it within myself because like I've had so many negative in my life. Like your friends are doing drugs. This is happening. You don't have a house. You're sleeping on this couch and doing this and doing that. And they're telling, you, no, you're too small. You're not going to get a scholarship. You're going to get hurt. I'm hearing all this stuff. But when I get a coach tell me that if you do this, I'll do this. And if you do this, you can do this. Like it was just those <laughs> two, three little people that just helped this get better, get beat mentality even more. So then, yes. you know, and then I, again, it happened like throughout college. I was like, man, and they always told us too, man, Hey man, you got to work hard. And you know, I, like I said in the story, friend, my friends will make fun of me for, you know, doing extra workouts or being the first one on the field. But I mean, Hey, I ended up being the captain. We ended up having one of the best, you know, football seasons in Villanova history at 11 and three, we lost three games by a total of five points and they were all by field goals. So you know, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, so like once again, it was, it, it was through that. It was through finding the confidence within myself. And once I did get better to get beat was always what it was. <laughs> for yeah, me. dude, absolutely, man. That's, that's, that's cool. I, I love, I love that saying. It's such a strong saying, you know, and yeah. one thing that, that you just said or now that you were talking about, it really brings something up. It's uh. I'm, I've always been huge on uh, the I th- I feel like a lot of people haven't really they haven't found it yet. You know, like, yes, people say, like, it, get toxic people out of your life. Right. These things are toxic inside your life, inside your brain, the things that you tell yourself, like get them out of your life. But it's easier said than done. But yeah. as as you've been as you've been talking and sharing your story, it's it's just action. Like you have your small group of people who have been there for you, who have opened up their homes for you. And that yeah. one person compared to the 20, 30 other people that have been telling you other stuff, 
all the negative stuff, all the you can't, or you never will, or you're too small, or this and that. Like, it cancels them out. That's why I feel like it's yeah. so powerful, bro. It's so powerful for people to grab onto someone, dude, someone. Like, for you, it could have even been just your wife. If, if just her were to put out positivity inside, to you, inside you, through you, like, that's all you need to, to push forward through, through what you want to do, you know? And I think through your story, that is, is truly something valuable to grasp because it's, it's true, man. Like, same thing with me as, because I'm, you know, I, I didn't grow up with any good father figure as well. Like, my real dad left. Well, he didn't really leave, but he just wasn't in the picture, you know? And, and then my mom married and, you know, got with my, my stepfather and then just never had, like, a strong father figure throughout my entire life. So yeah. that, that was what, and I was raised by my grandma and my mom. Um, so that was like really what pushed me to, to really strive for what I wanted to do. And then, you know, things got pretty hectic and stuff. And then I left when I was 18 and, uh, same thing, you know, I didn't have a place to go. I had no, no nothing, dude, 20 bucks in my freaking pocket. And like, I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And, uh, so I just kept grinding and trying to find things, right. Became a server at, uh, at a restaurant and then started to build some money. I had amazing friends that opened up you know, same thing, man. Rooms, doors, and I was able to live with a, a good friend of mine. And she, oh, yeah. she, let, she moved her kids' stuff out of there so I could live in there. And wow. uh, yeah, so it, you know, a lot of amazing things just from having those great people. But then I joined the military, and then from there, like I wanted to do a bunch of cool stuff. And fitness has always been a part of my life, dude. It's been a part of who I am. Like it's nice. It helps me stay clear inside of my head, dude. Because yeah, I was wanted. I always wanted it, but. You know, and then in the military, you have people who are just like toxic as hell. And you got some people who are just like very positive and strong and like, you know, hey, like I'll take a bullet for you, you know, and like just amazing people. And that built who I am. So when I got out, um, I was always attracted to it. I was I'm very big on on energy, bro. That's why I think I, I really yeah. enjoy talking to you and like I <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah, bro, because that energy is huge and people who can who can relate to it as in like have been through some life situations or who has had to rely on people that you barely know or has to have do, you know, a lot of people don't like asking for help. But when someone reaches yeah. out and says, hey, I want to help you, it's hard to accept that shit, dude, because you want to, you've been yeah. you know, hungry your whole life and, and striving for what you want and everything you've gotten, you've earned. So it's hard yeah. to do those things, you know, but the whole point is the the positive things in your life you need to hold on to because there's a ton of negativity. You can go find negativity right now. Just go on your phone. Yeah. It's there, but the positive things are also there too. So I think that's very huge in your story, man. That's, that's yeah, cool. no, that's cool. And it's cool that, you know, we share kind of like similarities in the, in, in the stories. And like when you were telling me about yours, you know, trying to figure out and find a way. Again, I live by a lot of few things, get better or get beat. But like another thing that really sticks with me too is I always say it to people. Like one of my friends is still trying to play football and I'm not one to shoot his dreams down, but I just always tell him like, listen, man, if that don't work out, Yes. You got to find a way. So like yes. what I tell them all the time is like, yo, man, like what I did is I found a way when there was no way. So what I say is I say, find a way when there is no way. Right. Yep. Cause I'm all, yep. I'm always just trying to like, like, again, like you said, it was hard for me. I mean, I'm 14 and you know, people, you know, were offering to buy me clothes and it, it was just weird. Like, yeah, like, like you don't want it. You're like, you're, I mean, I was like, sure. Like <laughs> she was buying her kids clothes and I was living there. So she was like, I didn't want to not buy you something. And like, she's like, you don't have to wear it, but it was just, you know, it was a lot. I was 14 years old. What am I, yeah. No, I, I was going to throw a fit. You're letting me stay in your house. I appreciate it. Right. Yes, so yes, yes. It, but like, it, it was a lot, man. It was a lot. And like I said, I condensed my story down, but it, there's a whole lot of detail in there that, you know, 
I'm going to be sharing, you know, later on throughout podcasts that I do. And, you know, nice. I have a do- like I said, I got a documentary coming out soon. So, yes, absolutely, bro. I love how, like, as human beings, we like to uh, we like to hold on to like sayings, you know, get better. It could be one thing that that I took from the military, dude, is in when I whenever I was in there, honestly, my mentality was I I won't stop unless something Unless, unless something kills me, dude. Like, I'm not going to yeah, stop yeah. unless I die. Like, that's the only way I'm going to stop. And there's a warrior Ito, and it was never accept defeat. And I took that, dude, everywhere I went. Like, no matter yeah. what I did, it was never accept defeat. Like, I don't care if you're going to... Because I went to the Soldier of the Month boards, promotion boards. I got, you know, I ranked up quick. I became E5 in like two and a half years. There was a lot of stuff that I did because of that mentality. And I feel like, you know, the, the hungry you are you're gonna achieve those things man so and i feel like when you stick to one thing you stick to that thing and you just you see it dude and like it's there and you feel it you live it like you be it yeah no definitely and that's like and like i said it took time man it took time because there there i i believe again i believe there's even if there's man it's crazy because you may have friends in your circle that don't even want to see you make it. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's true. And and it's, and it's crazy because it's not, and it's not that they're not your friends. They just, it's just like, they don't want to see you doing better than them, you know? And it's just like that, that's it, it. For me, that's absurd. It's like crazy, like blows my mind. But like, you, you just like, it takes time. It definitely takes time. And like, again, still like, I'm not perfect. Even, even now COVID hit, I'm freaking out. I'm like, I can't, I can't <laughs> so work everybody. Gym. Like I'm going to lose all my clients. Like what yeah. am I going to do? You know what I mean? But like yep. we figured it out. We started Hell teaching yeah. online classes and started making programs. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough that I work with a clothing brand and I do, you know, some things with different like brands on the side, but like, I was freaking out, man. I'm not like, I don't, you know, like people see what they want to see on social media and all this stuff. But like, Again, not everyone wants to see you make it. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, and and, and it may be some of the closest friends that you have. And that and that's something that I've even learned, too. And that's just absurd to me. So like it's and it's hard to even see that, you know, maybe too late or, you know, you got to kind of like venture yourself off and kind of like do your own thing before Mm -hmm. before it is really too late until they bring you down. Because I believe that there are more negative people. I don't believe there's more negative people in the world, but I believe that there's a lot more people that don't want to see you make it than that want to see you make it. If that makes sense, Absolutely. you know. Yeah. So, and it's usually and it's usually people that are not your family, like yeah. <laughs> people like people who like help me like want to see me make it more than my own family does. And I'm like, it, it blows my mind. I'm like, yeah, I'm like guys, like it, it makes no sense. Like we're we're blood. Like I mean, I I'm not doing anything you can't do. Right. Yep, so like yep, yep. just because I'm here and you're, you know, you're not where you want to be doesn't mean it's not my fault. <laughs> right. Dude. So but it, it's crazy. I'm still you know, I'm still learning. I'm only like I said, I'm we're we're young, 28 years old. There's still so much life left, even though it kind of goes fast. But mm-hmm. I just want to you know, I want to leave that get better, get beat, get beat mentality on this earth. <laughs> yeah, dude, absolutely. And you're leaving it, man, for sure. That's so. <laughs> that's awesome, man. What I know in, in your whole story, you always went back to training even when like it was everything and i know you wanted to do you know what you wanted to do with inside football and your career i know that that was very important to you and you wanted to be somebody but aside aside from that dude aside from that what why did you go to training what did training do for you like like emotionally spiritually what did it do for you yeah so training was my escape you know training was a place where 
you know, that 14 year old boy that didn't have a home or, you know, didn't have a bed, didn't know where to go. He was lost when I'm training, you know, um, you know, 16, 17, still living with, you know, families and trying to figure out like if I'm going to go to college every time I trained, every time I was on the football field, those little parts of me were just lost, you know, like not having my mom around, you know, not, you know, having, you know, any family around, to be honest. I mean, I call the family that took me in family, but like, you know what I mean? Like my immediate family that wasn't around that stuff that bothered me when I went, try to go to sleep at night, when I trained everything, like everything was pitch black. Everything was pitch black, man. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't focus on anything else. And even to this day, when I train, my brain just shuts off and I'm just like, let's go, you know, like it, it, it's, it's grind time. So that's why I feel that, you know, um, anytime there was hard times or anytime, like I was having, you know, even relationship problems. Like when I got on the football field, like the only thing that mattered was me getting a scholarship, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like, and, 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 and it's crazy. Like something crazy could have happened. But like, once I got on the football field, like I got a job to do. I got, I got to feed myself. Right. So like, mm-hmm. I just went in, I go into like this, this, I don't, this, again, this get better, get beat mentality, like just starts rising up in me when I start training or playing, you know, my sport. And I just, I just forget about anything negative, anything bad going on. Like, like I didn't really know my uh, situation in college. Like I didn't really know my, my dad's mom, but I found out that my grandma died. Right. And like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was sad about it. I didn't really know her all that well, but she was my grand, right? She's my grandma and she's, yeah. you know, I just, but when I was on the field, like I kind of like just blocked it out, you yeah. know, because like, I'm again, I'm not where I want to be. So like, I, I, I just, fo- I just, I get so focused on where I'm, you know, a- in the moment. So that's yeah. why I think that I go back to training all the time. Like if something's wrong or, you know, I, I like my wife's gone for six weeks and I'm freaking, you know, missing her <laughs> freaking out. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna go to the gym. no dude that's uh that's why i that's why i wanted to ask you because um you know uh i with with training people are so focused on like i want to look like this man i want to have a six-pack i want to have this i want to have that and it's like dude that's (laughs) such a small such a small picture of like the entire (laughs) thing that you got going on and and it's yeah and it's huge bro because you talk to you listen to any stories like yours or you listen to anyone's you know anybody's your your wife or whatever you know training is 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 who it's just what it is dude like training is like the the it's a place to where you can i i made a video about this the other day man and it was like dude want to know who doesn't care about who you are what race you are where you came from how much money you got whatever the hell it is that you are like barbells don't care kettlebells don't care dumbbells don't care your sprint doesn't care like it's always going to be there the weight is always going to be the same yeah i like that yeah, you're the one that improves. It's you are the one that's improving around those things. Like your one mile time, it's gonna be a one mile distance no matter how you look at it. But who's gonna yeah. get better? You're gonna get faster. Like so with training, man, it's like you give me goosebumps when you said it, dude, because <laughs> when that 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 kid that the 14 year old kid that you were when you're training, he's lost. Same thing, man. I was so in my head, you know, especially in the military, dude, like so much mindset just fun man i can only imagine i went to military school for a little i know it wasn't that that intense but i remember wearing my bdus and marching it out every morning i i I experienced it a little bit but yeah dude and it's it's crazy because you know you uh and you still go through it today you know like uh, we come home and then you know you have other people who come home from like you know deployment and then like you know you have friends that you served with that you share time with dude and then like then all of a sudden you get a message saying that so-and-so committed suicide and you deal with all this stuff in like a yeah. place 
a place that you can clear yourself is in the gym, dude, when you're training, when you're doing something. Same so whenever you said that, whenever you said that, gave me goosebumps, dude, because it's raw. It's true. And I wish every single yeah. person can take that because people are depressed. They're angry. They're mad, especially now with yeah. COVID and shit. Like, dude, just find yeah, it. Find your happiness. And, and not training. to cut you off. Yeah, not to cut you off. But like, yeah, that's the mental. The And we talk. You just said it. Like, you were in the military. People committing suicide. People are doing all this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm... I'm 14 and I'm, and I know like people are not dying, but like I'm crying inside. I'm 14 years old. Like I, I'm a, I'm a mama's boy. I need my mom. Like, like yeah. we're little, right. I'm a little kid. And I'm like, like I'm, 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 I don't call this lady who's let me live in her house. Mom, you know, I know it's their yeah. mom, but that's not my mom. Like, so it was, it was tough. So, but like when I got on, the, like I said, when you, when you go in the gym or you go on the football field or whatever sport you may do, like if you can, if you can, I don't know how it happens, but like, I feel like we're pro- like, we're programmed or I was programmed to where once I hit that field, the little boy crying for his mom is like, I don't know where he is. Like, I swear it's like, he, he's just, just not there. But it, it, it wasn't only until nighttime to where like, I'm getting ready to sleep and I'm, you know, I'm in that dark space and you see a light, you know, maybe, you know, maybe that lights my mom and like, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out like how I can get to it, but I can't. But like mm-hmm. when I get on the field or I get in the gym, that light goes away <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's just like you're in a dark room and you got to get out with no light. Go, yep. like, just go. Right. So like, yep. yeah, man. And that, and that's cra- like, it's crazy that you even asked me that question because that's the first time I actually like got to answer it and really think about <laughs> like what training does for me, seriously, because people, people ask me all the time and like. I, you know, you were talking about, you know, people want to go to the gym and look in the mirror and abs and all this stuff. And no, no offense to those people. You know, I, yes, I, I witnessed yes. my wife, I, I witnessed my wife doing a bodybuilding competition and it, it, it took rough. a toll on her. And yeah, it's, it's fucking hard. And, and, dude, I yeah. like, and, and I was like, man, like, even though I'm like, that's the dumbest thing you could ever do <laughs> for me. I'm like, why do you like, why do you want to look so good, but can't lift the weight or look so good and you you you, you don't have any energy like, as hell yeah yeah Damn. i'm like what the hell like that doesn't make no sense <laughs> to me but i know it's tough and i witnessed it and like you saying like you know why do you train like me i've always been a tr- like i always train and like i said like i go back for what like i, I have the walk-on mentality so people ask me to this day man are you training for the xfl or a pro sport or all that i said i feel like i am <laughs> yeah right? there so, you like, go. I, i've always i've always trained for performance like i and like i feel like i mean i don't eat the best you can ask anyone in my circle why bird i hey i'll be the first one to order a, a double bacon cheeseburger <laughs> with a side of barbecue and ranch they'll ask there you me go. two sides and i'll say double fries right so <laughs> but like and, and as long as if i can wake up tomorrow and, and have this get better to get beat mentality and you can't beat me up that hill i'm eating whatever the hell i want <laughs> right yeah so exactly I've, I've it. always trained for performance and now, you know, I'm getting a little older and people, you know, Hey man, you might want to consider slowing. <laughs> I'm like, listen, man, until, until I came backflip, I'm gonna keep backflipping. So leave yes. me alone. <laughs> yes, exactly, man. Yeah. Cause people want to, you know, and people care about you and people think we just haven't expanded. Know, yeah. our, we haven't expanded <laughs> our mind yet, dude. Cause that, but that's the thing though, man, people, Oh, I can't be lifting like this forever. Cause by the time I'm 50, I'm not going to have knees or hips or yeah, dude, if you keep obsessively addictively training because you are hating how you look, then yeah, man. But if you're training for life or health to have yeah. fun, you're going to be able to train forever, bro. There's guys who are 80, 90 still lifting weights. Man, how is that, that, bro? And that's what I love seeing. Cause like, I'm like, bro, like 
if you see how, like, my, I mean, I don't post everything, like, on my, you know, main channel, but, like, sometimes in my stories, like, I, I have fun, man. Like, I'm yeah. backflipping off boxes and, like, get some content, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, I, yeah. And, like, that's the stuff that, you know, that's that's the fun part of training and where it kind of, like, takes me, you know, like, where I can forget about everything going on. Absolutely, dude. That, that's powerful, oh. man. Your story, bro, this talk has been as incredible. Like, seriously, I, it was awesome to – I appreciate you getting vulnerable. I appreciate you sharing some of the things in your life. I appreciate you talking to these people. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's awesome to hear your story. Uh, for, for anyone, man, who, who wants to reach out to you, ask you questions, say thank you, maybe even relate to you. There's people out there who are probably yeah. suffering right now, you know, as they're 14, how you were, and they want to reach out for some help, you know. Um, where's, like, the best place for someone to find you, man? Yeah, man. I, I mean, I'd be honored to talk to anybody. Um, Poppy Livers is my Instagram. And again, a lot of people, the name is Livers, L-I-V as in Victor. It looks like livers. So it's mm-hmm. just one word, Poppy Livers on Instagram. Um, not the biggest fan, of, not the biggest fan of TikTok, but I got one because I know that it's good for marketing and all the good stuff. So my TikTok is Poppy underscore Livers. But if you reach out to me there, I'll probably direct you to my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And then another another thing would probably be my Gmail, which is just GBGB. And then my name, Poppy at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, I like it, man. I like it. Uh, everything he just said, we're going to put it in the show notes. So if you want to just hurry up and just get awesome. there real quick, just go to the show notes, click the link. You'll take it over to his Instagram, his, his TikTok, his, his Gmail, and all that good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, if you know anyone right now who is struggling with anything, you know, a, a life obstacle, mindset obstacle, hardship, whatever it is, or they're just trying to simply find themselves and you grab some value in this episode, all we ask is you simply share it to them. Send it to your gym buddy, you know, your best friend, your mom, dad, your uncle, your neighbor, coworker, somebody. Send it to somebody because the more people we can get to listen to these episodes, the more lives we can all change together, y'all. But, hey, thank you, everyone listening. I'm your host, Coach Matt, guest speaker, Poppy Livers. Appreciate as, it for having me on, brother. <laughs> absolutely, man. And as usual, y'all, get out there, train hard. And live strong. Hell, yeah. All right, everybody. Peace. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.